Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Well, from the folks at Dublin's Airport Authority comes the admonition that it's not St. Patty's Day that we're going to celebrate this week. It's St. Patrick's Day. The airport posted examples of Americans who send out tweets referring to St. Patty's Day. And the Irish, apparently, they aren't very pleased with that. So now you know. It's St. Patrick's Day, okay? You're tuned to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. I'm your genial radio show host, Rudy Max, a travel journalist and broadcaster. And this has been, unfortunately, an extraordinary week in travel. The story that's dominated the headlines, of course, is the search for that missing Malaysian Airlines Boeing 7. 77 as I broadcast live on Saturday morning, March 15th at about 10.07 a.m. Eastern Time. Its whereabouts and what happened to that plane is unknown. I wish I could offer a convincing theory, but even aviation disaster experts are wondering if something went wrong with the plane. Did it experience a sudden decompression, left everyone inside with that oxygen, plane flying on its own for hours? Did a terrorist take control of the plane, turn off tracking devices? Did a bomb or terrible mechanical problem cause it to crash, so suddenly the pilot couldn't even broadcast a mayday signal? Or did the pilot want to commit suicide, so he or she sent the plane to its doom? Well, the latest news that most of America woke up to this morning was that the Malaysian prime minister held a press conference, as we were going to sleep last night, or were asleep last night, saying that this whole thing has become a criminal inquiry because it seems clear to the Malaysians, at least at this point, that someone was controlling that plane after it disappeared, for hours perhaps. That leaves the pilot theory or the terrorist theory. So we shall see. But that's the latest we know about that. And uh, obviously the Chinese are very, very interested in finding out more about what the Malaysians uh, Malaysians know about that. We're going to talk more about that that second hour with uh, uh, the chair of air transportation, the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. Earlier this week, Dr. Bab, uh, Bob Vanderlinden seemed certain the plane would be found. It'll be interesting to see if now, nine days after the plane went missing, he still feels that way. This hour, we'll discuss new rules regarding airline lounges and a new entrant in that business. And Ireland's got a new scheme, as the Brits like to put it, to attract you to that lovely country this year. Also, remember classic Florida before spring breaks and walls of high-rises? Well, the Wall Street Journal's travel editor, Sarah Clement, says you can still find that Florida. Plus, we'll learn why volunteering at an orphanage in Cambodia when you're visiting that country might make you part of the problem rather than the solution. And what happens to airline luggage when it goes missing? Well, you can buy the stuff at one place in Alabama or online. We'll meet Brenda Cantrell from the Unclaimed Baggage Center. A couple of quick short news items, though. After a week's respite, winter storm Vulcan. Since when did we begin naming blizzards? This year, I think. This winter. Since uh, winter storm Vulcan, scary name, snarled flights out of Chicago, Buffalo, Ontario, and New England on Wednesday and Thursday, uh, we're back to that winter mode. A 50-car and truck pileup on the Ohio Turnpike left three people dead and a state trooper seriously injured. I do hope, I really hope this is the last weekend I have to mention winter weather delays this season on roads or in the skies. Why do I think that's not the trick case? And then a U.S. Airways flight blew a tire on takeoff Thursday night at Philadelphia's airport, caused the plane to nosedive into the ground when the nose gear collapsed. 
The result was one injury, but a lot of shaken passengers. So most of them opted for a replacement flight that did deliver them to Fort Lauderdale about three hours behind schedule. If you're an airport, if you're a user of airport lounges that you require membership to enter, you're probably aware the winds of change have been blowing. An Amex Platinum card, for example, used to get you and family members or a friend into three different airline clubs. Now it's one, Delta. And you'll pay at least $29 per person to bring in a second guest. And there's also a new entrant in the game. Scott McCartney writes the popular middle seat column for the Wall Street Journal. And uh, happily for us, we have the good fortune of having him on as a frequent guest. Good morning, Scott. Nice to have you here. Good to be with you, Rudy. All right, so what's happening? Suddenly, I mean, I used to be able to go in the U.S. Airways. I guess I can till the end of this month. U.S. Airways, American, and Delta Lounge with my Platinum American Express card. And as of the end of this month, it's, it's just Delta. Uh, it seems like their airlines are starting to get tough on this now. Yeah, March 22nd, actually, and, and, uh, and they are getting a lot tougher. Uh, it, it's very interesting. Airlines um, really relied on credit card companies, their, their partners, uh, for financing through bankruptcies. Um, so Citibank uh, uh, bought a whole bunch of Advantage miles to help American out, um, bought them in advance. Um, Delta, uh, Delta did the same thing with American Express. Uh, United did the same thing with Chase. And, and, and what happens is the credit card companies, and that business is incredibly competitive, um, they had found that the lounges were a great benefit um, for high-end spenders, high-end uh, credit card users. And and so they wanted to make it more exclusive. And so what's happened with American is essentially uh, Citibank has said, "Hey, we you know we bailed you guys out to to a large extent. Um, why are we sharing the lounge with American Express? Uh, let's kick them out." And so as the American Express contract uh, ran out with American, American said, "Adios." And of course, they're merging with U.S. Airways. Um, uh, let me just explain to listeners, when, when Scott says that the, these credit card companies bought miles in advance, that is, as you know, if you use any of those cards, you get miles when you spend dollars. So the credit card company has to have those miles in the bank to give to you when you say, hey, Citibank or Amex, I want a free ticket to wherever or a hotel room or whatever using miles. So that's why the airlines, excuse me, that's why the credit card companies bought those big blocks of miles ahead of time, not only, uh, I mean, to help out, obviously, the airlines who needed cash, but also because they need those miles to reward their credit card-carrying uh, customers. There's a new entrant coming in, though, into the airline lounge business. They've already got two or three open around the United States, don't they? Well, what's really interesting is American Express' reaction to all of this. So uh, American Express essentially said, if you're going to kick us out, we're going we're to open a competing lounge. Uh, and, uh, and they have. Um, they've, they've opened uh, very fancy uh, really sort of uh, the, the amenities you get at uh, European or Asian or Middle Eastern lounges. Um, they, they've opened in Las Vegas um, and now in Dallas. Um, they're called Centurion Lounges. They're, they planned uh, before the end of the year to open at uh, New York's LaGuardia Airport and, and at San Francisco International. So um, their response has basically been, hey, our customers really value uh, lounges, and if, uh, if we can't provide them through airlines, um, we're going to provide them ourselves. And what kind um, of card do you have to carry to get in? You have to have a platinum card or a centurion card, which the is black card, um, yeah. also known as the black card, right. And if you have the plain old green card, um, you can get in and pay a $50 fee. Uh, and the, you know what you get for that fifty dollars is, is really a lot more than you get at a a typical U.S. airline lounge. Um, so for, they can actually steal business from the airline lounges. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's the, that's their intent. That's, 
this is a very competitive business. But at the Centurion Lounge, uh, you, you pay if you pay the fee to get in or you get in for free, um, there is uh, buffet food all, all around the clock. They've partnered with local chefs. So in, in Dallas, oh. it's uh, Dean Fearing, who's a very famous oh my Dallas God. chef. Oh, my and, God. And uh, oh. you can get a massage, you can get a manicure, all kinds of amenities for free. All right, watch this grow as Amex expands. Scott McCartney from the Wall Street Journal's Middle Seat Column. Thanks for stopping by. Good to be with you. Be right back. We'll go to Ireland. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the instant approach. Earn and redeem rewards instantly. Book a flight, use the rewards right away for your hotel. Book your hotel and use the rewards to stay longer. Book a package, well, you get the picture. Earn even more when you book using the Orbitz app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join today and get instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com slash rewards. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards. Or visit RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. Are you suffering from itchy skin? It's terrible. The itch you can't seem to scratch, being miserable and uncomfortable, you just want immediate relief that lasts. You need TriCalm. It's new and not like the same old itch products in your medicine cabinet. Dermatologist recommended TriCalm relieves itchy skin in minutes, and it's backed by the itch-free guarantee. If TriCalm doesn't stop your itch, just mail them the empty tube and they'll send you a full refund. TriCalm comes in a blue and white box in the first aid aisle at CVS, Walgreens, and other fine retailers. Get TriCalm today and get relief. Ron Delano, Attorney Houston. If you've been diagnosed with mesothelioma, you may be entitled to a tax-free share of billions of dollars that have been set aside for mesothelioma cancer patients. Second-hand asbestos exposure can also cause mesothelioma. Many patients were exposed to asbestos and didn't even know it. Call right now to get the facts about your legal rights and possible financial compensation. Call 800-764-3000. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back in this section. This portion of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by our friends at Orbitz.com who remind you that travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem, which is why they've introduced Orbitz Rewards. It's the instant approach. You can earn and redeem awards instantly. You book a flight, use the rewards instantly to apply to your hotel booking. Book your hotel, use the rewards to stay longer, or book a package. Well, you get the picture. You'll get even more if you book with the Orbitz app. 5% on hotels and 2% on flights. You can join today and apply those savings to instant gratification gratif- for instant vacation gratification. I like that phrase. So go to Orbitz.com slash rewards. It's free to join. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards, or you can go to RudyMax.com and look under sponsors. 
Well, regular listeners of the show know that Ireland's a favorite country of mine. I think we've, I think three years now, maybe four, at least three years, we've gone and done remote locations, uh, two a year from Ireland, generally in the fall. It'd be fun to do one in the spring, wouldn't it? Uh, see, see a whole different Ireland. At any rate, it's one of my favorite countries. And, and recently, Ireland has launched um, themes for the year. Last year, it was the gathering in which they invited folks of Irish descent, or really anybody, uh, to return to Ireland. This year, there's a whole other theme, and we'll hear about it from Niall Gibbons. He's the CEO of Tourism Ireland. Uh, Niles, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Good morning. Thank you for having me on the show. Now, okay, Niall, what is the theme for 2014? Well, we're coming off the back of a very good 2013, as you said. We had a theme called The Gathering, where we invited everybody around the world to come to Ireland. And we really want to say thank you to all our friends here in the United States who came to Ireland in record numbers, which was really, really appreciate that. So thank you very much for that. Good and to hear. this year, what we're doing is we're launching what's called the Wild Atlantic Way. And the Wild Atlantic Way is one of the longest coastal driving routes in the world. It's 1,500 miles, starting at the very southern tip of Ireland in Kinsale, which is the gourmet capital of Ireland in County Cork. And you can drive all the way around the coastline up to the very tip of Donegal in the northern part of Ireland. That links in nicely with the Causeway Coastal Route, which you can drive around then to Belfast and arrive at Titanic. So it's a, literally a drive all the way around Ireland. You don't have to do it all. It's well signposted. You can do parts of it, depending on what you're looking for in your vacation experience. If you just want to stop off and do part of it and stay off in a nice castle or somewhere, uh, it's really up to you. I mean, the, the, the power is in your hands. But it's a beautiful part of Ireland. I mean, it's a genuine beautiful coastal experience uh you, you've probably seen part of it already and uh, we're inviting everybody to come and see it this year i certainly have we broadcast from belfast uh niall uh, this uh in, in november and we've done the west coast of uh, ireland as well as the east coast dublin etc um so i have seen it but l let's take the idea let's take the perfect scenario you have nothing but time on your hands and you wanted to do this uh, uh route did you say it's a thousand miles or a thousand kilometers it's 1500 miles 2500 kilometers Oh, okay. So that's, uh, I guess that's probably a silly question. But let's say, uh, for example, if you want to do the whole thing leisurely, that might take, what, two or three weeks? Oh, that could say that, that's the holiday of a lifetime. That's going to be a long one, all right, and you need to book your car and take plenty of time. But the nice thing about it is that, you know, if you just want to do part of it, you right. can fly into Shannon on the west coast of Ireland, which sort of brings you into almost the middle of the wild Atlantic Way. So whether you want to turn left or turn right, it's up to you. So if you want to turn right, uh, you'll head down through uh, County Clare, Cliffs and Moor, a uh, beautiful spot, uh, down towards County Kerry, Skellig Islands, well worth seeing, the UNESCO World Heritage Site, one of only three on the island of Ireland. Uh, head around to Kinsale and County Cork, which is uh, the gourmet capital of Ireland. Uh, that's a real treat. Uh, on the other hand, if you want to see really part of the undiscovered part of Ireland, uh, I'd say to people to turn left when you get into Shannon, head up towards <laughs> County Galway, uh, beautiful scenery in Connemara, real traditional Irish culture at its best, into County Mayo, and on up to the undiscovered County Donegal. It is beautiful. And when we broadcast from Donegal uh, a couple of years ago, or uh, three years ago, I think now, just fabulous. I mean, just I, I had no idea that that, uh, to call it wild Ireland, is, is a misnomer, but that, um, how should I use the word, uh, uh, authentic Ireland uh, that people think of in their minds, that it's still there in such a great expanse, was uh, was revelatory for me. Now, this uh, this kind of trip, does one need accommodations ahead of time during certain times of the year, or can one, as you say, rent a car and and start driving and probably find uh, accommodations, satisfying accommodations along the way? What would you recommend? Is there a certain time of year where you you think we you need hotel reservations ahead of time? 
Yeah, now the peak summer season runs from um, late June to the end of August. And certainly if you're planning on coming in that time, you'd need to have booked in advance. And again, depending on the type of accommodation that you want, I mean, if you're looking for that luxury castle experience, you're definitely going to have to have booked in advance. If you're looking for a, a sort of an Irish family experience, there are a lot of bed and breakfasts, and sometimes you'll be able to get them at very short notice. But if you're, if you're taking such a long time uh, to spend in Ireland, it's worth making sure that you've got everything lined up. Um, accessibility into Ireland has never been better. We've got really good access this year. Never more seats coming into Ireland than there have been this summer. So if you were to fly from New York, Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia... Uh, Orlando, a new route opening from San Francisco in April as well, which is good news for folks on the West Coast. Um, but certainly accommodation book in advance and car hire book in advance for the peak summer season. But if you are coming off the peak and what we call the shoulder seasons of you know, in April, May, September, October, availability is quite good and there's some very good deals that are going on as well. And uh, Ireland.com is our own Tourism Ireland website, Ireland.com, or you'll be able to get lots of information on where to stay and where to go. And May and September are perfectly wonderful months to visit, aren't they? May and September, believe it or not, are the driest months in Ireland, and that's official. So uh, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you want to avoid the rain, uh, they're the months to come. But on the other hand, I mean, people don't come to Ireland for the weather. They know I mean, it's, it's the landscape, it's the scenery, and most of all the big feedback that we get is the warmth and friendliness of the people, which I have to say, uh, that's the real authentic Ireland. When you mention that word authenticity, I think that's something that, while the word gets modern and technology becomes a bigger part of our lives, I think Ireland is a place that you'll find where that technology sits very comfortably with traditional values as well. We're chatting with Niall Gibbons, who is the uh, CEO of Tourism Ireland, the tourism arm of Ireland, encouraging you to come uh, and uh, and perhaps drive and, and see the Atlantic coast of, of, of that country. Uh, their promotion this year is called the Wild Atlantic Way. It's the longest designated driving route in the world. And are these signs, the signage, are they distinctive from other highway signs in Ireland? I mean, do they have their own look and own logo so somebody following it could have no problem? They've got their own branding, and that branding is all in place. So if you want to go from the top to the bottom of Ireland, it's all signposted for you, and it'll be very easy, and you'll be guaranteed a good welcome along the way. I think it's very important as well as that a lot of the tourism enterprises have been taking part in workshops as well, so they're very familiar with what the Wild Atlantic Way has to offer. So if you do find yourself a little bit lost and you're wondering what to do, you'll find that the local people will be able to give you a lot of advice in terms of what's happening in their local communities as well. For people as well, by the way, I mean, I know, I know golf is very uh, popular with Americans, and Ireland has more golf courses per head of population than any other country in the world. We have about 410 golf courses, and many of those sit along the Wild Atlantic Way as well. So if you want a really top-class golf experience, um, there's plenty of those uh, along the Wild Atlantic Way. And I know that castles and gardens are very popular with our visitors from the United States as well. And, you know, castles like Ashford, Dromoland, and many others, they all sit along the Wild Atlantic Way as well. So there's going to be something there, really, I know, that will really um, you know, be exciting for our customers here in the United States. And does your website have the Wild Atlantic Way map on it? It's got a map and it's got a video and interpretation, and uh, we're loading more information onto that all the time. So, uh, again, Ireland.com is the place to go to get information, and uh, you'll be able to see what sort of packages are on offer as well uh, to tailor them to your needs, and you'll be able to plan your own itinerary too. So you can have a little bit of fun on the website before you come and uh, just get a sense of what you might like to see and do. You mentioned this new flight from San Francisco to Ireland. Is that on Aer Lingus? Uh, that's on Aer Lingus. It starts on the 2nd of April. We were out promoting it last year with our tourism minister, and we're really excited about it. Forward bookings are quite good on that flight, and uh, it's really good news because there used to be West Coast access up until five years ago, so we're delighted to see that back, and Aer Lingus are obviously a great partner of ours. Um, but for people who um, are not on the West Coast, 
Um, really good access. We've seen new flights going from Chicago last year into Shannon. That's back again this summer. Philadelphia into Shannon as well. And I know United have doubled their capacity from JFK into Dublin. So well served from all the existing gateways. There's 10 gateways now you can fly from from the United States to Ireland. So it really has never been easier to get there. And if you've never been to Ireland, Shannon is on the west coast of Ireland. Dublin is on the east coast. Dublin, of course, is the capital. So you can... uh consider which side you want to start with. Uh, we've only got about a minute left, Niall, but there's a bicycle race coming up too, isn't there? There is indeed, yes. The uh, second largest bicycle race in the world is starting off in Ireland this year. The biggest is called the Tour de France. The second is called the Giro d'Italia. And the Giro d'Italia is starting in Belfast. And by the way, you can fly direct from New York into Belfast as well if you want to go and see that. That starts in May. And uh-huh. I'll be cycling around the north coast of Ireland and coming down to Dublin as well. We're really excited about it because that's going to broadcast into 700 million uh, homes across the world. So that's a very, very big one. Niall Gibbons is the CEO for Tourism Ireland. The website is ireland.com. If you've always wanted to go to Ireland, uh, it's always a good year, but this year you can see the, the, the coast through a designated driving route, the longest in the country, according to Niall. Niall, I, I know you're in the States here uh, chatting with folks like me, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your weekend to talk to me today. Well, thank you very much, and a happy St. Patrick's Day to all your listeners. As well to you. Stick around. We're going to talk about how to find classic Florida. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Here's something you don't hear on the radio every day. Someone who can't see. I am totally blind. And I go through periods where I'm unable to sleep at night and feel like I'm constantly running but can never quite catch up. But this isn't a sleep problem. It's something called Non24. Learn about the link between total blindness and your symptoms. Visit learnmorenon24.com or call 855-856-2424. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 minutes after the hour. You're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. I don't usually go into the credentials of my guests in any great length, but Sarah Clements, my next guest, is the Wall Street Journal travel editor, and she's totally overqualified for the job. She's worked for Forbes, Condé Nast Portfolio, the New York Post. She's got degrees in international studies and writing from Johns Hopkins and a master's in journalism from Columbia University. And she is travel editor of the Wall Street Journal off-duty section, just a really great classy section that comes out um, every, uh, is it every Friday, Sarah, or just on the weekend? 
It's uh, just on the weekends. It comes out on every Saturday. As a journal subscriber, I should know that. I just forgot my days. Sarah, you are totally overqualified for this job. We're delighted to have you on the show. Thank you. Uh, Well, thanks for having me. You make me feel very good. (laughs) I... uh, uh, we did a, a, a remote broadcast. I do probably six or seven a year. I try to limit them, but we did them from uh, from Fort Myers, uh, from the Sanibel Island area in Florida, uh, for the first time, oh, I guess about a month ago. And I was quite taken by Sanibel Island and, and that area. Uh, I invited Sarah on to talk about uh, sort of classical Florida, not the Florida uh, with walls of high-rises of Miami Beach or certainly spring break Florida, but the old Florida you imagine from postcards. And you say it still exists, don't you, Sarah? It does, but you have to know where to find it. As always, give us a couple options. Well, uh, first of all, if you're really looking for old Florida, I advise sticking to the Gulf Coast, the west side of Florida, which is a Florida that people don't, you know, people don't think of as much. They think Miami, they think the East Coast, they think Palm Beach. But um, there are some really lovely spots that are a little less touristed, but still have enough there to make you want to go. And one of my favorite places, which I'm probably ruining right now, is, <laughs> no, no, is, no. Called, is called Anna Maria Island. Never heard of it. Now, what, what, what's on Anna Maria Island? Not a heck of a lot, and that's why it's so lovely. Excellent. What do you fl- where do you fly into? You fly into Tampa or Fort Myers. It's okay. less than an hour-long drive, assuming you don't hit traffic from Tampa. But it feels really removed, but also has a very sort of... Um, not a luxury, luxurious vibe, but just a nice vibe. Like there are there are nice little shops to look at, and there are nice seafood restaurants to eat at, but are still very relaxed. And the beaches are just lovely. And are we talking B and Bs or chain hotels and motels? None of these places are chain hotel destinations. Okay. That's okay. that's what I went looking for when I was looking for old Florida. Right. Um, no fast food chains. No big luxury resorts. No, no motel chains. So in Anna Maria, what I recommend is that people rent a beach bungalow. Oh, of because course. Because they can be relatively affordable. You have a lot of amenities, and you can be very close to the beach. I've never heard of Anna Maria Island. Are there a couple other places? There are. Another favorite of mine is Gasparilla Island. Yes. Have you heard of that? I have heard of it, but I've never been there. Okay. Well, Gasparilla Island is different from Anna Maria in that it has this sort of pedigreed, very preppy vibe. You'll see people wearing popped collars and lots of pink and green and tennis whites, but in a very sort of um, unpretentious, unsnobby way. And it's Not in really a Palm fun. Beach way, right? Not in a Palm Beach <laughs> way. It's not in sort of a status-conscious way. It's just, a matter of fact, like, this is kind of how we live, and it's very nice. And where does one fly in to get there? Also, Fort Myers or Tampa? I would fly into Fort Myers. Um, okay. It's, again, under an hour-long drive. And if you, are, if you want to be snazzy about it, I think you can take a boat or a seaplane there. Mm, nice, nice. Yeah. Another one. You got another one? Another one is, um, is Apalachicola, another place that not a lot of people have heard of but is so great. Yeah, that, that is also into Fort Myers, isn't it? Actually, it's not. Now, Apalachicola is up on the Panhandle, which is a part Ah. of Florida that not a lot of people get to, especially if you're coming from sort of the Northeast or the Midwest. Um, It tends to be more of a Southern destination. Right, because it's below Alabama there, right? Yes, exactly. So you'd maybe fly into Tallahassee and then drive. It's, it's, um, It's a really lovely drive from there. Stop at some great barbecue joints. It has a much more Southern feel than uh, the other spots farther down the Gulf Coast. 
Well, it just sounds lovely. We've got only got about uh, 30 seconds left, but is there any uh, other couple of names you want to drop? Or Sure. Um, a couple of places I would recommend on Gasparilla Island, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gasparilla Inn is old school, but not dusty or fusty, and just very, very cute and, and well-decorated. There's a restaurant there called uh, Temptation. Also old school. Mm-hmm. They've been around since the 40s. It's got turquoise leather booths and just awesome, awesome food, and they're the nicest people ever. Mm. So let's let's go down those three names again. Anna Maria Island, Gasparilla. Anna Maria Island, Gaspar, Gasparilla Island, Apalachicola, and you brought up another one of my favorites at the beginning, which is Sanibel. Yeah, it is very charming. A little crowded on the weekends, a little crowded during the day in, in the prime summer. But go, go to these places in May, you know. It's a lovely time to go to Florida, and uh, school's not quite out yet. And Northeasterners might have, I actually believe a spring is coming. But, Sarah, uh, it's the first time you've been on the show. And we uh, Journal is one of my favorite. We, we, it's a great resource for drawing guests. Scott McCartney's a regular guest, and, and uh, so are some of your other colleagues. It's nice to have you on. I hope we can have you back. I hope so, too. Thanks so much. And check out Sarah's off-duty section. It's filled with not just travel, but all kinds of things having to do with what you might want to do when you're not at the office, which are all good things. Sarah Clements has been the travel editor of the journal. It's off-duty section since 2011. Thanks, Sarah. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. When we come back here in Rudy Max's world, we are going to uh, uh, talk about why volunteering at an orphanage, if you visit Cambodia, might not be as altruistic or such a good thing as it sounds. Stick around. You're at Rudy Max's World. Glad you are. We'll be right back after this break. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Here's something you don't hear on the radio every day. Someone who can't see. I am totally blind, and I go through periods where I'm unable to sleep at night and feel like I'm constantly running but can never quite catch up. But this isn't a sleep problem. It's something called Non24. Learn about the link between total blindness and your symptoms. Visit learnmorenon24.com or call 855-856-2424. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. You thought Boost Mobile had low prices before, but now they're dropping lower than ever for anyone switching to a Boost 4G LTE device by March 31st. Are the prices this low? Nah, lower. $35 a month low. Wow, that's low. That's right. Boost Mobile is going $35 a month for six months low, all with unlimited talk, text, and data. Oh, baby, I'm down with that. And now, for a limited time, Boost Mobile is sweetening the deal. Switch to Boost today and get $50 off a new phone. That's right. Save even more money. That's $50 more just for switching to Boost Mobile today. Offers end 331 $35 4G LTE promotion available at BoostMobile.com and select retailers only. Limited to new account activating 4G LTE device. Rates increase after introductory rate. Includes 2.5 gigabyte per month of high-speed data. Video streaming limited to 3G speeds. $50 promotion limited to new monthly accounts switching to non-sprint related carriers and are participating dealers only. Savings applied towards new device while supplies last. Cannot be exchanged, redeemed for cash, merchandise, or services. Excludes tax. Restrictions apply. See participating dealer at BoostMobile.com for details. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, 
Go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Hi, this is John Greenhut, the CEO of PowerSwabs. And I know how important a great smile is in business and with loved ones. Having a great smile will increase the odds that your loved ones will get closer to you. And in business, that you'll impress that client. A recent study of 2,000 people said you can look up to 13 years younger if you have whiter teeth. If you want to erase yellow stained teeth in just five minutes a day, then try PowerSwabs. Power swabs. What makes Power Swabs better is that it works on natural teeth and veneers. There's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes and you're done. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades wider teeth. And in seven days, six shades. Call now and try it risk-free. Dial 1-800-663-0853. That's 1-800-663-0853. I guarantee your friends and co-workers will notice your new white smile. Get it risk-free. one 800-663-0853. That's 1-800-663-0853. Get out the map, get out the map, lay your finger anywhere down. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 43 minutes after the hour. Nice to have you with me here in Rudy Max's world today. If you visit Cambodia, you may well be invited or run into someone who says, hey, would you like to volunteer some of your time at a Cambodian orphanage, maybe a half a day or a day? And uh, while that sounds perfectly altruistic and a wonderful thing to do, I've read a couple of articles recently suggesting you may be part of the problem as opposed to part of the solution. We thought we'd go to someone who knows Cambodia well. His name is John Lowry. He heads up three development organizations in Cambodia. He's lived there about 15 or 16 years. Am I counting correctly, John? Yes, yeah, that's about it. That's about it? Okay. Now, what? so what is, yeah. I mean, as I say, on the face of it, that sounds like a lovely thing to do, to go volunteer at an orphanage. What is the downside to that? Well, I think it depends uh, on the on the establishment you go to. The trouble is, there's been an escalation in the number of these orphanages in the last few years, especially in the tourist areas. And I'm afraid that there's a great variety of them, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, a lot of them, though, are, are the bad ones. They're the ones that uh, unwitting tourists will uh, find themselves to. Basically, those are establishments which are there to exploit children. One of the many manifestations of exploitation of children in Cambodia, I'm afraid. Um, the worst places uh, will be more interested in extracting money, uh, making the children perform, sing and dance, even allow personal contact between the children and, and you know, these strange adults. And I'm afraid it's not the sort of thing that uh, most of us in uh, social work, caring professionals, human rights think is a good thing for the children, especially if it takes the children out of school, which, of course, uh, happens as well. So it's a more sophisticated version of what you sometimes used to see and still do in places like India and Thailand, where where adults may purposely mutilate a child in order to make them look pitiful on the street and, 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 and separate you from money through a donation. This is this is a more sophisticated take on that. Is that a fair thing to say, John? Well, well Yes, it, it, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a, another variation on the same theme. I mean, as you know, the most famous place in Cambodia is Angkor Wat, and every tourist who visits Angkor Wat will always be approached by very many children to buy things. Now, most of those children are organized, you know, by 
groups, by syndicates. And again, if the children who are being exploited, um, the profits uh, invariably go to somebody else, not to the children. So it's, it's just a, a, another manifestation. How does one know, as a visitor from, from another country, how does one know whether a orphanage is using children as a scam to make money for the adults there, or whether it's a legitimate operation in which you might be lending a hand? To tell you the truth, it's very difficult because the system of regulation doesn't work particularly well. I mean, my advice to tourists would be uh, always to check reputable international organizations that they're familiar with, people like World Vision, like uh, Save the Children Fund. And there are a couple of uh, specialist children's organizations that actually try and protect children. One is called Friends International, which actually runs a, a catering place. They they train street children in how to uh, become uh, workers in, in uh, the hospitality industry. So Friends is a very good one. That's in Seenry and Phnom Penh. In Tunicville, uh, in the seaside town, there's one called Tong. So those are the, the good establishments. And I mentioned those to your colleague Janet when we were corresponding before. I think she might upload the addresses on your Facebook I think she will be doing that as well. If you go to Rudy Max's fan page on Facebook, you'll find a, a, a link to reputable organizations so you can decide for yourself. Now, do any of these orphanages ever actually, I mean, do Americans come and adopt from these orphanages, John? Well, as I said earlier on, this is the latest manifestation of exploitation of children. Uh, a few years ago, international adoptions were, were a scandal. Uh, and there's one very famous case involving an American. As a result of that, the United States and a number of European countries banned uh, international adoptions, and that's still the case now, although there is talk uh, at this time of, of resuming them. I mean, basically, uh, <laughs> you can imagine the philosophy of people like me is that the best place for children is in their own home or in the closest you can get to it in fostering, living a normal, healthy life rather than ending up, uh, you know, growing up in an alien culture and not knowing where their roots are. John, I really appreciate your guidance on this. This was eye-opening to me. John mentioned two places I wrote down very quickly, World Vision and Friends International. John Lowry lives in Cambodia. We reached him there. Thank you so much, John, for stopping by. Yes, thank you very much. And we'll be right back in Rudy Max's world right after this break. We're going to talk about where you can find all that lost luggage. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. 52 minutes after the hour, so somebody loses a bag. Well, let's put it this way. An airline loses a bag, I should say. And it's simply never found. Might be your bag, might be somebody else's bag. What happens to that stuff when it turns up somewhere? Brenda Cantrell knows. She works, she's a brand ambassador with the Unclaimed Baggage Center. It's located, it's actually a physical place, takes the whole city block in Scottsboro, Alabama. 
and their job, well, let me let Brenda explain it. Brenda, uh, introduce us to the world of unclaimed uh, baggage and how you get it, at what point you get it, and what you do with it. Well, um, glad to be on today. How are nice you? Nice to have you here. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. I forgot my Southern manners here. Welcome to the show, Brenda. Welcome to the show. Well, um, let me tell you a little bit about our store. We, Like you said, we're located in North Alabama in a town called Scottsboro, and we are the only place in America that buys and resells lost and unclaimed baggage from the airline industry, and we resell it in our department store. So just to give you a little bit of background on um, how well the airlines actually do, they return over 99.9% of all checked baggage. Yeah. So you can't convince just, many travelers of that, I'll tell you. I know. If it's ever If it's, if ever it's your bag, to, yeah, right. Exactly. The statistics don't matter. Right. <laughs> but the airlines actually do a pretty phenomenal job. Um, for, for over 44 years, we purchased these bags sight unseen, also things that are left in overhead compartments that are not covered um, you know, by the contract of carriage when you purchase your ticket. And so we get, you know, lots of cameras and neck pillows and blankets and jackets and eyeglasses and things like that. Um, But when we purchase these bags, we also get, you know, everyday things like blue jeans and tennis shoes, but we get $20,000 diamond rings and artifacts from the 1800s and um, just a wide variety of, of interesting things, that's for sure. And when you say you buy them sight unseen, how do you? In what form do they arrive? Do you in big boxes? They just say we got three boxes. How much are you going to pay for them? Well, we actually have contracts um, with all the major carriers in the country, and we purchase the bags. Um, and yes, some things come in boxes as well. And then we have our own transportation that we send around the country um, to a destination to uh, to pick it up from where the airline has a designation. So when you buy a bag, you don't you have no idea what's in it, nor does the airline, for all intents and purposes. Well, we certainly don't know. Um, the okay. airlines probably have some idea simply because they've tried to go into the bag and look for identifying information right. to try to get that bag back. But for the most part, we don't know what we're getting. But again, you know, after 44 years, we have a pretty good idea for the most part of what's coming in those bags. And how long does the airlines basically spend trying to find or hold on to that property before turning it over to you or selling it to you? Well, by law, the airlines have to um, hold on to the bag for a minimum of 90 days. Okay. And, again, through that process, they have intensive tracking um, software and teams of people that are they're like little investigators trying to find those, those owners. Right. Now, I've got to tell you, um, I, I went online very during the commercial break before you came on, and I recall being able to go on your website and buy things. Is my memory incorrect? No, at one point we did have an online store um, for several years, and we took that down, oh, probably six or seven years ago. Why? Um, Why? Well, you know, it's really one of those things. We are definitely a tourist destination, um, and so we, you know, need to be able to have the uh, the product that people are driving, you know, from, say, Washington State to come see. And so we did sell, you know, a lot of great things online, but we just wanted to refocus back on our on our Scottsboro store, but I will say this, we are hoping to launch a new version of our online store before the end of 2014. Okay, well, did you think the good things were getting snapped up online before anybody could even drive there to visit you? Is that, was that the concern? Well, that was one element of it. I mean, there were, there's still plenty of good things that we had in the store, but we were, we were a very popular online store. Um, and, you know, we just, again, wanted to refocus on what we had to offer in our Scottsboro location for all those destination travelers that were coming in to shop the store. All right. In a minute or so, I know you're asked this all the time, so you're a pro at it, but if I walked in the store, what were what are a couple of the things that would surprise me on sale? 
I think what would surprise you, one, is really the size of the store. I mean, we are the only store in America, but I mean, I'm sure as you've spoken with, you know, well-traveled individuals, they like to pack a lot of things. And so, sure. 40,000 <laughs> yeah. square feet store. And what kind of yes. items might surprise me? Oh, goodness. We have some great items up on display in our store, um, what we call our found treasures, a six-foot-long snake skin, for example. Yeah. Um, you might have, uh, there's a 10-foot-long alpine horn, moose antlers, um, uh, oh, some things from, uh, from, um, like old bikes and big bikes and bikes that have been um, built for special occasions. It's just really bizarre. And you've got uh, jewelry, you've got cameras, you've got laptops, you've got iPads, oh yes. I presume? Oh, yes. We are uh, We are definitely um, the electronics hub of North Alabama. I think that would be safe And to what say. might an iPad cost, can you say? Well, you know, we have every different model available right. in every different capacity, but you're going to save anywhere from 20 to 80% off a suggested retail price in our store. Um, you know, we we get hundreds of iPads, um, thousands of iPads throughout the year, laptops, oh my goodness. Nikon cameras, things like that, but they sell very quickly as well. Oh, my goodness. All right, the website is unclaimedbaggage.com. If you're headed to North uh, Alabama, you can visit the Unclaimed Baggage Center. As I said, it's 40,000 square feet of stuff people uh, or airlines lost. Brenda Cantrell works with Unclaimed Baggage Center. Brenda, thank you. Good glimpse. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Coming in at the hour here at Rudy Max's World. If your station's sticking around for the second hour, we'll be back after about a six-minute break. If you're leaving us, we'll see you next uh, weekend, same time, same station. Look forward to it. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.